0: Como está mi gente? It's Ananin Kai K here, and you are listening to Voice of the Water Lily. And today, I'm going, we're going to be talking about something, and I think this is going to wind up being a series. But we're going to be talking about the lessons that we can still learn that apply to today's world from Che Guevara. And I remember saying a few episodes back that, you know, I, want, I wonder often what Che would say, what he'd be doing In today about many of the things that we're seeing today what would he be saying about these things what would he be doing more importantly and then I said that all we really have to do is listen to what he's already said and and, you know open our hearts um, and our minds to really understand what he is what he is still saying in the messages that he's still conveying and I thought and I reflected more on that idea and I came to the idea that to take some examples from his old speeches from his writing from his essays from his books and talk about the lessons that we can still learn about imperialism and about colonialism and all of these things from things that he said years ago because I believe that he left the lessons that we need today many many years ago and all we really have to do is again open our hearts and open our minds to receive those messages. So today we're going to go through his U.N. speech on December 11th, 1964. And this speech to me was, is an absolutely, absolutely fascinating one. So I've taken some selections from it. We're going to hear the audio recordings that I'm going to translate and talk a little bit about what these things mean for today and why they are important. But before we do that, we need to talk about Gaza again. The slaughter and the massacre continues It is clear that the Israelis are not going to stop their genocide and that the United States is not going to stop supporting that genocide. They made that clear uh, just uh, on Tuesday when they yet again for the third time vetoed a ceasefire in the United Nations. It's interesting because I'm going to be bringing that up later because chess has some stuff that's actually quite relevant to what I've just talked about there. But the horrific, horrific genocide continues. Uh, the the situation, the humanitarian crisis uh, or disaster that Israel and the United States have created uh, is just getting worse by the day. And then we have the horrific comments from the likes of Israeli National Security Minister Ben Gavir, who just today actually said that uh, Palestinians are a made up people, are an invented people. And that brings me to another discussion, which we're not going to talk about today, but I want to bring it up just to think about it because in the future I want to be—I want to speak more on this matter of dehumanization as a tool of genocide. In Ramiya Abu-Jamal's uh, book two of his Murder Incorporated series, he has a thing in there, uh, uh, a section about dehumanization and how that played a role in the Vietnam War and in the genocide really uh, that happened there. And we're seeing that repeat again here where to to slaughter people in the way that the Israelis are slaughtering people, you do have to believe and you also have to convince your people that you're not fighting human beings. You're fighting as they have literally openly called Palestinians human animals and bugs and insects. You know, actually, the language that they use, the dehumanizing languages, as I've said, similar to what what happened in Vietnam, but also very similar to the language that Hitler um, and the Nazis uh, used. That's a whole longer discussion, but again, we affirm for a ceasefire. We demand an immediate ceasefire. We affirm, continue to affirm for the right to live in peace and an end to this horrific, horrific genocide. But we're going to get right into this show. But of course, we got to start with a song, "Ay Che Camino" from the band Los Guerrilleros.
1: Ay Che Camino. Patria muerte es mi destino, ay, che camino, patria muerte es mi destino. Yo soy un hombre nacido allá en la pampa lejana, pero mi sueño querido es la patria americana. No tengo tierra ni casa, no tengo nombre ni edad Soy como el viento que pasa, un viento de libertad Ay, che camino, patria o muerte es mi destino
0: with chairs opening remarks to the assembly. Because even here there is an important lesson.
2: Quisiéramos ver desperezarse a esta asamblea y marchar hacia adelante. Que las comisiones comenzaran su trabajo y que este no se detuviera en la primera confrontación. El imperialismo quiere convertir esta reunión en un vano torneo oratorio en vez de resolver los graves problemas del mundo. Debemos impedírselo. Esta Asamblea no debiera recordarse en el futuro, solo por el número 19 que la identifique.: a lograr ese fin van encaminados nuestros esfuerzos.
0: So here is what he just said: We would like to see this assembly shake itself out of complacency and move forward. We would like to see that the committees begin their work and not stop at the first confrontation. Imperialism wants to turn this meeting into a pointless oratorical tournament instead of solving the serious problems of the world. We must prevent it from doing so. This session of the assembly should not be remembered in the future solely by the number 19 that identifies it. Our efforts are directed towards that end. end, quote. So this today resonates so strongly, especially with what we are seeing in Gaza. The United Nations is functioning purely as an oratorical event. They call for a ceasefire. Nothing happens. Again, this is because of the makeup of the U.N. Security Council and who actually holds the power within the assembly. I mean, uh, Antonio Gutierrez has spoken up, demanded a ceasefire time and time again. But again, however great his words are, these words do not become action. So Che was right. The UN then and today certainly needs to be re-envisioned. The United States and other imperialist nations cannot be allowed to hold back necessary emergency action. We're at the point where the United Nations, simply because of the United States, is unable to stop a genocide. But next we come to the very very important conversation that needs to be had right now, the question of peaceful coexistence. Listen to what Jay has to say about that.
2: El tipo de coexistencia pacífica que nosotros aspiramos no se cumple en multitud de casos. El reino de Cambodia, simplemente por mantener una actitud neutral y no plegarse a las maquinaciones del imperialismo norteamericano Se ha visto sujeto a toda clase de ataques alevosos y brutales partiendo de las bases que los yanquis tienen en Vietnam del Sur. Laos, país dividido, ha sido objeto también de agresiones imperialistas de todo tipo. Su pueblo ha sido masacrado desde el aire. Las convenciones que se firmarán en Ginebra han sido violadas y parte del territorio está en constante peligro de ser atacado mansalva por las fuerzas imperialistas la república democrática de vietnam que sabe de todas estas historias de agresiones como pocos pueblos en la tierra ha visto una vez más violadas sus fronteras ha visto como aviones bombardeo y casas enemigos disparaban contra sus instalaciones como los barcos de guerra norteamericanos violando aguas territoriales atacaban sus puestos navales en estos instantes Sobre la República Democrática del Vietnam pesa la amenaza de que los guerreristas norteamericanos extiendan abiertamente sobre su territorio y su pueblo la guerra que desde hace varios años están llevando a cabo contra el pueblo de Vietnam del Sur. La Unión Soviética y la República Popular China han hecho advertencias serias a los Estados Unidos. Estamos frente a un caso en el cual la paz del mundo está en peligro. Pero además, la vida de millones de seres de toda esta zona del Asia está constantemente amenazada dependiendo de los caprichos del invasor norteamericano. La coexistencia pacífica también se ha puesto a prueba en una forma brutal en Chipre debido a presiones del gobierno turco y de la OTAN obligando una heroica y enérgica defensa de su soberanía hecha por el pueblo de Chipre y su gobierno. En todos estos lugares del mundo, el imperialismo trata de imponer su versión de lo que debe ser la coexistencia. Son los pueblos oprimidos en alianza con el campo socialista los que les deben enseñar cuál es la verdadera y es obligación de las Naciones Unidas apoyarlos. También hay que esclarecer que no solamente en relaciones en las cuales están imputados Estados soberanos, los conceptos sobre la coexistencia pacífica deben ser bien definidos. Como marxistas hemos mantenido que la coexistencia pacífica entre naciones no engloba la coexistencia entre explotadores y explotados, entre opresores y oprimidos. Es además un principio proclamado en el seno de esta organización el derecho a la plena independencia contra todas las formas de opresión colonial. Por eso expresamos nuestra solidaridad hacia los pueblos hoy coloniales de la Guinea llamada portuguesa de Angola o Mozambique masacrados por el delito de demandar su libertad y estamos dispuestos a ayudarlos en la medida de nuestras fuerzas de acuerdo con la declaración del Cairo.
0: Here is what he just said. At present the type of peaceful coexistence to which we aspire is often violated merely because the kingdom of Cambodia maintained a neutral attitude and did not bow to the machinations of US imperialism. It has been subjected to all kinds of treacherous and brutal attacks from the Yankee bases in South Vietnam. Laos, a divided country, has been the object of imperialist aggression of every kind. Its people have been massacred from the air. The conventions concluded at at Geneva have been violated, and part of its territory is in constant danger of cowardly attacks by imperialist forces. The Democratic Republic of Vietnam knows all these histories of aggression, as do few nations on earth. It has once again seen its frontier violated, has seen enemy bombers and fighter planes attack its installations and U.S. warships violating territorial waters attack its naval posts. At this time, the threat hangs over the Democratic Republic of Vietnam that the U.S. war makers may openly extend into its territory the war that for many years they have been waging against the people of South Vietnam. The Soviet Union and the People's Republic of China have given serious warnings to the United States. We are faced with a case in which world peace is in danger, and moreover, the lives of millions of human beings in this part of Asia are constantly threatened and subjected to the whim of the U.S. invader. Peaceful coexistence has been also been brutally put to the test in Cyprus due to the pressures of the Turkish government and NATO, compelling the people and the government of Cyprus to make a heroic and firm stand in defense of their sovereignty. In all these parts of the world, imperialism attempts to impose its version of what coexistence should be. It is the oppressed peoples in alliance with the socialist camp that must show them what true coexistence is, and it is the obligation of the United Nations to support them. We must also state that it is not only in relations among sovereign states that the concept of peaceful, peaceful coexistence needs to be precisely defined. As Marxists, we have maintained that peaceful coexistence among nations does not encompass coexistence between exploiters and the exploited, between the oppressors and the oppressed. Furthermore, the right to full independence from all forms of colonial oppression is the fundamental principle of this organization. That is why we express our solidarity with the colonial peoples of so-called French Guinea, Angola, and Mozambique, who have been massacred for the crime of demanding their freedom. And we are prepared to help them to to the extent of our ability in accordance to the Cairo Declaration, end quote. So there are many people today, I'm looking at you white liberals, (laughs) that ask, why can't we just have peace? Why don't we all just put down our weapons? Good questions. We cannot have peace or peaceful coexistence because peace without justice is meaningless. We cannot have peace because peace without freedom is not peace that kind of peace expects the exploited and the oppressed and the colonized to accept their treatment stop complaining and renounce their own dignity there is no justice in that and therefore no peace chiz says the most brilliant thing there peaceful coexistence does not mean coexistence between exploiters and ex- and the exploited the oppressor and the, the oppressed and the oppressor in, and that is the case with so called quote unquote israel and palestine How can there be a peaceful coexistence between the oppressed people of a land and a rogue apartheid state that established a country on land that was openly and blatantly stolen? How is it just or fair to expect such a coexistence? But this is something that you'll hear spouted by so many people saying, well, they've tried peace and why can't there be peace and all of these things. Why there can't be peace is because there is an oppressor and there is an oppressed. And the people that think... There are people, and, and this has being brought up to me personally, there are people that actually think that the violence of the oppressor and the violence of the oppressed are equal. And to them, I say, there is absolutely no comparison of those two things. Colonizing someone's land, taking someone's land, oppressing them, forming an apartheid state is the greatest crime. And to me, the greatest form of terrorism, the worst kind of terrorism. So the people that want to say that, the, that, that violence is just violence really do not either through willfulness or ignorance do not understand imperialism and do not understand colonialism it's either that or uh they are simply simply accomplices um of that colonial mentality but che moves on to talk about the congo and so much of what he says here again applies today especially in gaza so we're going to hear that recording
2: Quería referirme específicamente al doloroso caso del Congo, único en la historia del mundo moderno que muestra cómo se puede burlar con la más absoluta impunidad, con el cinismo más insolente, el derecho de los pueblos. Las ingentes riquezas que tiene el Congo y que las naciones imperialistas quieren mantener bajo su control, son los motivos directos de todo esto. En la intervención que hubiera de hacer a raíz de su primera visita a las Naciones Unidas, el compañero Fidel Castro advertía que todo el problema de la coexistencia entre las naciones se reducía al problema de la apropiación indebida de riquezas ajenas y hacía la advocación siguiente cese la filosofía del despojo y cesará la filosofía de la guerra pero la filosofía del despojo no sólo no ha cesado sino que se mantiene más fuerte que nunca y por eso los mismos que utilizaron el nombre de las naciones unidas para perpetrar el asesinato de lumumba hoy, En nombre de la defensa de la raza blanca, asesinan a millares de congoleños. ¿Cómo es posible que olvidemos la forma en que fue traicionada la esperanza que Patricio Lumumba puso en las Naciones Unidas? ¿Cómo es posible que olvidemos los rejuegos y maniobras que sucedieron a la ocupación de ese país por las tropas de las Naciones Unidas, bajo cuyos auspicios actuaron impunemente los asesinos del gran patriota africano? ¿Cómo podremos olvidar, señores delegados, que quien desacató la autoridad de las Naciones Unidas en el Congo y no precisamente por razones patrióticas, sino en virtud de pugnas entre imperialistas, fue Moisés Chombe, que inició la secesión en Katanga con el apoyo belga? ¿Y cómo justificar... ¿Cómo explicar que al final de toda la acción de las Naciones Unidas, Chombe desalojado de Katanga regrese dueño y señor del Congo? ¿Quién podría negar el triste papel que los imperialistas obligaron a jugar a la Organización de Naciones Unidas? En resumen, se hicieron aparatosas movilizaciones para evitar la escisión de Katanga, Y hoy Katanga está en el poder. Las riquezas del Congo en manos imperialistas y los gastos deben pagarlos las naciones dignas. ¡Qué buen negocio hacen los mercaderes de la guerra! Por eso el gobierno de Cuba apoya la justa actitud de la Unión Soviética al negarse a pagar los gastos del crimen. Para colmo de escarnio, nos nos arrojan ahora al rostro estas últimas acciones que han llenado de indignación al mundo. ¿Quiénes son los autores? Paracaidistas belgas, transportados por aviones norteamericanos que partieron de bases inglesas. Nos recordamos que ayer casi... Veíamos a un pequeño país de Europa, trabajador y civilizado, el Reino de Bélgica, invadido por las hordas hitlerianas. Amargaba nuestra conciencia al saber de ese pequeño pueblo masacrado por el imperialismo germano y lo veíamos con cariño. Pero esta otra cara de la moneda imperialista era la que muchos no percibíamos. Quizás hijos de patriotas belgas que murieran por defender la libertad de su país son los que asesinaran a Mansalva, a millares de congoleños en nombre de la raza blanca, así como ellos sufrieron la bota germana porque su contenido de sangre aria no era suficientemente elevado. Nuestros ojos libres se abren hoy a nuevos horizontes y son capaces de ver lo que ayer nuestra condición de esclavos coloniales nos impedía observar, que la civilización occidental esconde bajo su vistosa fachada un cuadro de hienas y chacales, porque nada más que ese nombre merecen los que han ido a cumplir tan humanitarias tareas al Congo animal carnicero que se ceba en los pueblos inermes. Eso es lo que hace el imperialismo con el hombre. Eso es lo que distingue al blanco imperial. Todos los hombres libres del mundo deben aprestarse a vengar el crimen del Congo. Quizás muchos de aquellos soldados Convertidos en subhombres por la maquinaria imperialista, piensen de buena fe que están defendiendo los derechos de una raza superior. Pero en esta asamblea son mayoritarios los pueblos que tienen sus pieles tostadas por distintos soles, coloreadas por distintos pigmentos, y han llegado a comprender plenamente que la diferencia entre los hombres no está dada por el color de la piel, sino por las formas de propiedad de los medios de producción, por las relaciones de producción. La delegación cubana hace llegar su saludo a los pueblos de Rodesia del Sur y África Sudoccidental, oprimidos por minorías de colonos blancos, a Basutolandia, Bechoania y Suazilandia, a la Somalía Francesa, al pueblo árabe de palestina, a Adén y los protectorados, a Oman, y a todos los pueblos en conflicto con el imperialismo o el colonialismo, y les reitera su apoyo.
0: So here is what he just said. I would like to refer specifically to the painful case of the Congo, unique in the history of the modern world, which shows how, with absolute impunity, with the most insolent cynicism, the rights of peoples can be flouted. The direct reason for all this is the enormous wealth of the Congo, which the imperialist countries want to keep under their control. In the speech he made during the first visit to the United Nations, compañero Fidel Castro observed that the whole problem of coexistence among peoples boils down to the wrongful appropriation of other people's wealth. He made the following statement, end the philosophy of plunder and the philosophy of war will be ended as well. But the philosophy of plunder has not been ended. It is stronger than ever, and that is why those who use the name of the United Nations to commit the murder of Lumumba are today, in the name of the defense of the white race, murdering thousands of Congolese. How can we forget the betrayal of the hope that Patricia Lumumba placed in the United Nations? How can we forget the machinations and maneuvers that followed in the wake of the occupation of that country by UN troops, under whose auspices the assassins of this great African patriot acted with impunity how can we forget distinguished delegates that the one who flouted the authority of the un in the congo and not exactly for patriotic reasons but rather by virtue of conflicts between imperialists was moise shombe who initiated the succession of katanga with belgian support and how can one justify how can one explain that at the end of all all the united nations activities there shombe dislodged from katanga should return as lord and master of the congo Who can deny the sad role that the imperialists compelled the United Nations to play? To sum up, dramatic mobilizations were carried out to avoid the succession of Katanga, but today Shombe is in power. The wealth of the Congo is in imperialist hands and the expenses have to be paid by the honorable nations. The merchants of war certainly do good business. That is why the government of Cuba supports the just stance of the Soviet Union in refusing to pay the expenses for this crime. And as if This were not enough. We now have flung in our faces these latest acts that have filled the world with indignation. Who are the perpetrators? Belgian paratroopers carried by U.S. planes who took off from British bases. We remember as if it were yesterday that we saw a small country in Europe, a civilized and industrious country, the Kingdom of Belgium, invaded by Hitler's hordes. We were embittered by the knowledge that this small nation was massacred by German imperialism, and we felt affection for its people. But this other side of the imperialist coin was one that many of us did not see. Perhaps the sons of Belgian patriots who died defending their country's liberty are now murdering in cold blood thousands of Congolese in the name of the white race, just as they suffered under the German heel because their blood was not sufficiently Aryan. Our free eyes open now on new horizons and can see what yesterday, in our condition as colonial slaves, we could not observe, that Western civilization disguises behind its showy facade a picture of hyenas and jackals. That is the only name that can be applied to those who have gone to fulfill such humanitarian tasks in the Congo. A carnivorous animal that feeds on unarmed peoples, that is what imperialism does to men. That is what distinguishes the imperial white man. All free men of the world must be prepared to avenge the crime of the Congo. Perhaps many of those soldiers who were turned into subhumans by imperialist machinery believe in good faith that they are defending the rights of a superior race. In this assembly, however, those peoples whose skins are darkened by a different sun, colored by different pigments, constitute the majority. And they fully and clearly understand that the difference between men does not lie in the color of their skin, but in the forms of ownership of the means of production, in the relations of production. The Cuban delegation extends greetings to the peoples of southern Rhodesia and southwest Africa, oppressed by white colonialist majorities, the people of Basutoland, Bechuanaland, Swaziland, French Somaliland, the Arabs of Palestine, Aden, and the, protector- and the protectorates, Oman, and to all the peoples in conflicts with imperialism, colonialism. We reaffirm our support to them. End quote. So there chair says so many important things. First, he accuses the United Nations, and quite rightfully so, of being accomplices in the horrible crimes that occurred in the Congo. And today, as we see again, the UN is again an accomplice through their lack of, of what hap- what's happening in Gaza, through their lack of action. And again, because the imperialist nations within the organization uh, stop all progress and meaningful action. And it sh- sadly, very sadly, shows that the UN and its name have really lost all meaning. The part of that quote, however, that always shakes me up the most when I hear it is where he talks about Western civilization and the imperial white man. I think it may be one of the most important and greatest statements that have been made on the manor. The way that he describes imperialism there is one of the most complete statements that could have been made. And Gaza once again has ripped off that facade that Che talks about even more so. It is shown to the whole world, to everyone who refused or could not see, that Western values and civilization is really nothing more than barbaric violence and hypocrisy. Indeed, the West has such great values that they refuse to stop a genocide, and in fact they fund it. And Che sums it up so well, so concisely, so brilliantly. And next, he talks about the Belgian paratroopers that carried out the attacks against the Congo. And he talks about how they themselves, their fathers, had been victimized by Hitler and and fought against him only to perpetuate that same violence against others. And again, how this resonates today when we look at Israel is uncanny. It really, really is. But, Mijente, it's time to get to another song before we continue.
3: ¿Quién asume cuántos años han pasado desde aquel octubre en que naciste a todos? ¿Quién sería capaz de hablarme de tu vida a tanto sueño, habido y tanta mierda? ¿Quién puede abrir la puerta, amigo, por donde penetremos al futuro? ¿Quién dice de ti que sepa de nosotros? ¿Quién festejará estos treinta años? Y es que el 67 fue un buen año, tiempo febril de andar a tientas a pleno corazón en la garganta, henchida el alma de perfil buscando un verso que develara al fin un Cristo comunista o un guerrillero invicto en cruz y bala. Aquel 67 fue tu lumbre. Hoy hay los que dicen que te has ido y también quienes sabemos que llegaste para siempre. Bienvenido a tu fiesta, Guevara empedernido, esta que andamos celebrando. Quienes nunca
1: creeremos en tu muerte. A los veinte nadie hará que no seas quijote en flor y que no hagas del dolor ajeno un pedestal. A los veinte es amor, se es promesas, es verdad. Se espremura realidad, franqueza y sol. A los 20 andabas crudo en motoneta, a los 20 andaba presta tu veleta, a los 20 andabas raudo para darte un aguinaldo, a los 20 ya sabías. Que sin muerte no habría vida. A los 25 ya todos supimos que tu corazón abría los caminos. A los 25 el oro de tu vida fue el decoro. A los 25 fuiste como el Dios que nos asiste. Y ahora van 30 que naciste a los demás, al resto grande que conoce tu cantar, a tantos nuevos que te esperan refrendar en su canción de cuna, esperanza y claridad. Salud.
3: Compañero del alma,
1: del desvelo y la calma, de la palma y del sur. Salud, que despierte la siesta, bienvenido a tu fiesta de esperanza y virtud. De todos los solos Aquí plantamos Los que enamoramos La búsqueda eterna El saber Y la utopía Y afuera de trovador Sigue tu canturía Salud Hermano grande y amante del trueno, sempiterno y así. Vida y terreno, seguimos siendo camino y cofradía. Sabiendo que aunque haya noche, siempre hay día. Salud, compañero del alma, del desvelo y la calma, de la palma y del sur. Salud, que despierte la siesta, bienvenido a tu fiesta, de esperanza y virtud. Salud. Salud, mucha salud.
0: That was Vicente Felu with a song called CHE 30. Now we're going to move on to CHE talking about nuclear weapons. This is a very interesting and important one as well.
2: Señor Presidente, uno de los temas fundamentales de esta conferencia es el del desarme general y completo. Expresamos nuestro acuerdo con el desarme general y completo. Propugnamos, además, la destrucción total de los artefactos termonucleares y apoyamos la celebración de una conferencia de todos los países del mundo para llevar a cabo estas aspiraciones de los pueblos. Nuestro primer ministro advertía en su intervención ante esta Asamblea que siempre las carreras armamentistas han llevado a la guerra. Hay nuevas potencias atómicas en el mundo. Las posibilidades de una confrontación crecen. Nosotros consideramos que es necesaria esa conferencia con el objetivo de lograr la destrucción total de las armas termonucleares y, como primera medida, la prohibición total de las pruebas. Al mismo tiempo, debe establecerse claramente la obligación de todos los países de respetar las actuales fronteras de otros estados, de no ejercer acción agresiva alguna, aun cuando sea con armas convencionales. Al unirnos a la voz de todos los países del mundo que piden el desarme general y completo, la destrucción de todo el arsenal atómico, el cese absoluto de la fabricación de nuevos artefactos termonucleares y las pruebas atómicas de cualquier tipo, Creemos necesario puntualizar que, además, debe también respetarse la integridad territorial de las naciones y debe detenerse el brazo armado del imperialismo, no menos peligroso porque solamente empuñe armas convencionales. Quienes asesinaron miles de indefensos ciudadanos del Congo no se sirvieron del arma atómica. Han sido armas convencionales Empuñadas por el imperialismo Las causantes de tanta muerte
0: So here is what he has just said One of the fundamental themes of this conference Is, is general and complete disarmament We express our support for general and complete disarmament Furthermore we advocate the complete dis- for the complete destruction Of all thermonuclear devices And we support the holding of a conference Of all the nations of the world To make this aspiration of all people a reality In his statement before this assembly our prime minister warned that arms races have always led to war there are new nuclear powers in the world and the possibilities of a confrontation are growing we believe that such a conference is necessary to obtain the total destruction of thermonuclear weapons and as a first step the total prohibition of tests at the same time we have to establish clearly the duty of all countries to respect the present borders of other states and to refrain from engaging in any aggression, even with conventional weapons. In adding our voice to that of all the peoples of the world who acts for general and complete disarmament, the destruction of all nuclear arsenals, the complete halt to the building of new thermonuclear devices and of nuclear tests of any kind, we believe it necessary to also stress that the territorial integrity of nations must be respected and the armed hand of imperialism held back. For it is no less dangerous when it uses only conventional weapons. Those who murdered thousands of defenseless citizens of the Congo did not use the atomic bomb. They used conventional weapons. Conventional weapons have also been used by imperialism causing so many deaths. End quote. So what Che calls for here is even more pressing today. Even more countries have nuclear weapons today than they did back when Che was speaking. But the second part of what he talks about there is also so important, about holding back the hand of imperialism when it uses conventional weapons. And again, this rings true. The people of Gaza are not being slaughtered with nuclear with the nuclear bomb. They're being killed with conventional weapons. And this form of imperialism is just as horrific. In fact, it has killed many, many, many more than have been killed with nuclear weapons. Many times people, however, will focus on nuclear disarmament Ignoring the fact that the con- that conventional weapons have actually done more damage when we're talking about human lives here, and at the same time, we also have those who uh, will advocate that everyone should just put down their weapons. And it's also interesting to note that often those people will honestly uh, be the the people that I spoke of earlier that want to. First of all, they like to deny the legacy of colonialism and extricate themselves from it, um, and they're the same people that want to act like oh all violence is equal. When as I, I, I talked about earlier, uh, when we're talking about the oppressed and the oppressor, that violence is not equal. But it's really interesting that now you have so many people, and I'm especially speaking of people that were descended from from uh, col- you know people that either were colonists or uh, imperialist or have come from imperialist nations that now want everybody to put down their weapons after and we're talking about uh, the, we want to press people to put down their weapons after the the imperialist countries that they come from have wrought such violence and death and destruction around the world and I find it to be really, really ironic um, and to be something of uh, definitely a guilt complex uh, that many people many people have and I think it's just quite an interesting thing to talk about um, and this is what that, that uh, made me think about. But moving on, Che is going to talk about the blockade against Cuba and also about the economic effects of imperialism and how op- oppressed uh, and countries that have experienced imperialism need to break away from the capitalist system. This is all super important and relevant as well.
2: Solo queremos dejar señalado que En lo que a Cuba respecta, los Estados Unidos de América no han cumplido recomendaciones explícitas de esa conferencia y recientemente el gobierno norteamericano prohibió también la venta de medicinas a Cuba, quitándose definitivamente la máscara de humanitarismo con que pretendió ocultar el carácter agresivo que tiene el bloqueo contra el pueblo de Cuba. Por otra parte, expresamos una vez más que las lacras coloniales que detienen el desarrollo de los pueblos no se expresan solamente en relaciones de índole política. El llamado deterioro de los términos de intercambio no es otra cosa que el resultado del intercambio desigual entre países productores de materia prima y países industriales que dominan los mercados e imponen la aparente justicia de un intercambio igual de valores. Mientras los pueblos económicamente dependientes no se liberen de los mercados capitalistas y en firme bloque con los países socialistas impongan nuevas relaciones entre explotadores y explotados, no habrá desarrollo económico sólido. Y se retrocederá en ciertas ocasiones volviendo a caer los países débiles bajo el dominio político de los imperialistas y colonialistas.
0: So there he, talk, he says, we wish only to point out that insofar as Cuba is concerned, the United States of America has not only implemented the explicit recommendations of that conference and recently the U.S. government has also prohibited the sale of medicines to Cuba. By doing so, it divested itself once and for all. And for all of the mask of humanitarianism with which it attempted to disguise the aggressive nature of its blockade against the people of Cuba. Furthermore, we state we state once more that the scars left by colonialism that impede the development of the peoples are expressed not only in political relations. The so-called deterioration of the terms of trade is nothing but the result of the unequal exchange between countries producing raw materials and industrial countries which dominate markets and impose the illusionary justice of equal exchange of values. So long as the economically dependent peoples do not free themselves from the capitalist markets and in a firm block with the socialist countries impose new relations between the exploited and the exploiters, there will be no solid economic development. In certain cases, there will be retrogression in which the weak countries will fall under the political domination of imperialists and colonialists. And again, this is so relevant as to today first he says that thing about the mask of humanitarianism which Gaza has again ripped that mask off and we see that example with the Cuban embargo I mean you want to talk about humanitarianism but you deny them food and medicine it's, it's uh, really ironic for people who supposedly care about uh, humanitarianism and human rights same thing with Gaza so the Biden administration will claim that they care uh, and they don't want to see so many civilian casualties and they wish aid was going into Gaza yet at the same time they're, they are actively supporting the genocide and, uh, refu- and vetoing a ceasefire. So again, it, it, what he says there is just so clear. But then when he gets to the capitalist system, the effects of imperialism are, again, causing so much suffering just economically around the world. Uh, and you can see quite clearly that the capitalist system has enslaved not only people but entire countries, to seemingly perpetual servitude to the imperialist nations. And these relationships between the so-called first world countries and so-called third world countries really needs to be changed. And as Chet says, yes, the the people need to free themselves from the capitalist uh, markets to have any true progress. But we are going to move on, and he is going to talk about peace, but also the price of peace not being more than dignity.
2: Nosotros queremos construir el socialismo. Nos hemos declarado partidarios de los que luchan por la paz. Nos hemos declarado dentro del grupo de países no alineados, a pesar de ser marxistas-leninistas, porque los no alineados como nosotros luchan contra el imperialismo. Queremos paz. Queremos construir una vida mejor para nuestro pueblo. Y por eso eludimos al máximo caer en las provocaciones maquinadas por los yankees. Pero conocemos la, la mentalidad de sus gobernantes. Quieren hacernos pagar muy caro el precio de esa paz. Nosotros contestamos que ese precio no puede llegar más allá de las fronteras de la dignidad.
0: So here is what he just said. Although we reject any accusations against us of interference in the internal affairs of other countries, we cannot deny that we sympathize with those people who strive for their freedom. We must fulfill the obligation of our government and people to state clearly and categorically to the world that we morally support and stand in solidarity with peoples who struggle anywhere in the world to make a reality of the rights of full sovereignty proclaimed in the UN Charter. It is the United States that intervenes. It has done so historically in Latin America. Since the end of the last century, Cuba has experienced this truth. But it has been experienced too by Venezuela, Nicaragua, Central America in general, Mexico, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic. In recent years, apart from our people, Panama has experienced direct aggression where the Marines in the, in the canal zone opened fire in cold blood against the defenseless people. The Dominican Republic, whose coast was violated by the Yankee fleet to avoid an outbreak of the just fury of the people after the death of Trujillo. And Colombia, whose capital was taken by assault as a result of a rebellion provoked by the assassination of Gaitan covert interventions are carried out through military missions that participate in internal repression organizing forces designed for that purpose in many countries and also in coups in coup d'etat which have been repeated so frequently on the latin american continent in recent years concretely u.s forces intervene in the repression of the peoples of venezuela colombia and guatemala who fought with weapons for their freedom in venezuela not only do do u.s forces advise the army and police but they are also directed acts of genocide carried out from the air against the peasant population in vast insurgent areas. The Yankee companies operating there exert pressures of every kind to increase direct interference. The imperialists are preparing to oppress peoples of the Americas and are establishing the international of crime. And really not much has changed since then. The United States uh, over the years, you just look through history, look how many coups, how many regime changes how much covert operations were done to sabotage the destinies of nations around the world, and then they will in turn gaslight us because it's their favorite thing to do. It's really it's the true American pastime to gaslight us and to then and then say, "Oh, look at how Russia interferes. Look how China interferes. Look how when." if you take even both of those countries put together, you will not even get the level of interference that uh, the United States has done around the world. So again, it's gaslighting and complete hypocrisy from them again. But again, that's the national pastime. But mi gente, we are almost at the end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed it and we will catch you next week until next time mi gente keep dancing keep on your ancestors keep affirming for the right to live in peace keep affirming for justice for all oppressed people around the world but especially the palestinian people con mucho mucho cariño ciao mi gente
4: Silencio del mundo.